How do you build a career in music as an independent artist? That's exactly what we're going to answer in this episode. Welcome to the Zista podcast, where we invite people from the industry and academia to answer questions raised by students within a specific subject area. In today's episode, we're going to be focusing on performing arts. And joining me today is Nikhil D'Souza. Let me tell you a little bit about Nikhil. So he started making independent music in Mumbai and he got really successful. In fact, today he has over 50,000 followers on Instagram and over 90,000 followers on YouTube. So obviously he's doing something right. I'm a big fan of his music myself. He has a really soulful voice. And he has made a mark not only as an independent artist, but also as a playback singer in Bollywood, where he's made hit singles like Mere Bina, Sham, and also independent music with T-series like Vaste. Nick has traveled to uh, different parts of the world with his music. Uh, more recently, you know, he was in, in UK, where he signed a deal with Warner Music, and his songs were running on BBC Radio 2. And uh, in fact, uh, when the British uh, Philharmonic Orchestra wanted to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Simon and Garfunkel, they invited Nickel back to UK to sing a few songs for them. So that's been pretty amazing. And we're really happy that you're joining us here, Nick. So thank you so much for making time for this uh, show, Nickel. Hey, Samit. Uh, always a pleasure. Always been a pleasure. Uh, and uh, it's nice to speak to everyone out there who's watching this video. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let me start by asking you something a little bit more basic. You know, the music industry is uh, a different business. You can't really call it a business, but at the same time, it is a thriving business. It has all facets of a business. Could you maybe start by talking us through what are the careers that students can explore within the music industry? Um, see, I think it's, uh, it's interesting that you addressed it as the music business also, firstly. Um, I mean, that's what it is at the end of the day, uh, um, e even though, um, ironically, it starts off as a creative thing. Like, you know, it starts off in a bedroom like this, where I'm sitting and composing a song. You know, I have a tune that pops into my head and then it becomes a full-fledged song at some point and then it is marketed and it is, you know, put out there. Uh, so, well, uh, like, you know, I, I, I feel uh, that... Uh, over time, what has happened is uh, the music industry has evolved because of different mediums coming into the picture. You know, there used to be just radio and there was television. Uh, now there's also streaming. Um, and the live music scene has exploded so much that now every all of these things have brought in a range of career options for, you know, musicians across the spectrum. Um, for me, I could start personally with what I do. Uh, you know, as a profession, I... Um, firstly, I do a lot of live performances, um, and that extends from my commercial stuff, uh, and it goes on to my independent stuff as well. There's different sorts of shows that I play. One is, um, a college festivals where I can do like most, you know, Bollywood, uh, and my independent stuff. And then the shows we perform at, uh, independent venues and your clubs where I try and focus mostly on independent stuff. Um, so... Just for me, that's what I do on one on the one side. On the other side, I've done a lot of uh, advertisements, of sung for a lot of ads. Um, in the past, I've also just played guitar for a lot of uh, sessions, you know, for for ads. Uh, this was before I became known as a singer. Um, and there are some opportunities I've had in even producing music for um, 
you know, TV shows and for for advertisements again, but as a producer, as someone who creates the track, you know, uh, so like these are things that I've done. Um, and as concern, I mean, as as regards what you know, other people do, uh, there are people who are live sessions musicians, you know, whose job it is to uh, master an instrument, which is like uh, the bass guitar or the the drums or you know, or electric guitars and keyboards. Uh, and these people are in demand for for live shows. You know, they get called up by different bands uh, to either be a part of the band or a substitute for a musician who's missing, for example, or, you know, who's not available that day. Um, so that's one career option. In fact, uh, the people I know who are in this industry as live sessions, and that's a very viable career option right now. Uh, and I think that's just picking up. In fact, you know, this the amount of live shows that are happening is just exploding. You know, there's a demand and there's a, there's a, there's, you know, there's a dearth of good uh, professional musician. So this is something that uh, everyone should consider, number one. Uh, the other thing is, like I was saying, is production work, where you create a track for something, usually a commercial project. Uh, so there you are strictly, you know, you are a composer, but you also create music to a brief. Like someone tells you, I, you know, I want to create an, uh, an technical car. You want to create a certain yeah, correct. They give you a brief. They yes, they give you a brief. They give you a reference. Some bands to play you a song that they want it to be like. For example, you have to kind of create a track to that brief or to that uh, you know that kind of particular emotion and sound that they want. Um, so that's where music production comes into the picture. Um, the other thing is uh, you could be purely just uh, like I said as an instrumentalist, but you could be a singer where people call you up for ads, you sing for, you know, purely for that kind of stuff. You uh, could do commercial gigs, like you could do weddings, you could do, uh, you know, uh, other kinds of parties. You could do um, commercial gigs, like, you know, where companies have their get-togethers and all that stuff, you know, the, those kinds of corporate shows. Uh, so you're purely a singer, you know. Those are people who do uh, only that and are extremely busy and they make a lot of money. Especially like singers are more in demand. Singers make a lot more money than instrumentalists. And they are um, certain people, right? And they are the front face of the band, right? Exactly, exactly. They're the ones. They're the face of it. Uh, usually, they end up making a lot more than uh, anyone else, you know, in the band. And also, the they're called to perform because of who they are. A lot of times, you know, that's right. well, that's what happens. Um, so yeah, that's that's another one and. Fourth or sixth one I know, I mean, I've covered up so far, is uh, studio work, which is if you are a mix engineer, you're a, you know, you're basically someone who sits behind the desk in a studio and records the people who are, you know, these musicians we were talking about, the singers would come in and perform, uh, sing for ads and everything, but there's someone who sits at the desk and records them and, and then mixes the track and puts it all together. So that's a mix engineer. Uh, or a sound engineer, as we call them. And that's one other option. If I've missed anything else, I would say uh, on the other end, on the other side of the music business are the executives, the people like there are managers, there are, you know, um, there are agents, there are uh, promoters, but th those work more in the event industry. So I think it's more appropriate to speak to someone from that side of it. Um, Correct. I can speak as far as, you know, music managers, who also sometimes come from a music background, but uh, they almost always come from a place where they love music first to begin with. Uh, and they know how to manage 
uh, an artist, how to develop an artist. So music management has become another one of those streams that uh, is really looked upon as something that can be one of the next big things, you know. Um, there are just so many. I mean, right now, if you think of something, when you think of there is a need for music in film, in ads, and in TV shows and everything. And where does that demand get fulfilled from, you know, and who fulfills those roles? So people are discovering new roles every day. Like there's another one called a music supervisor, for example. Uh, this is less heard of in India and more known in the West, uh, where their job is to basically bring together songs that, you know, from different artists and it can create a library of sorts. Uh, uh, and when a TV show or some producer approaches them and says, we have a show about zombies, for example, you know, then they say, yeah, okay, we need songs uh, that are like, uh, you know, like evoke like the little scary kind of feel or whatever like that, or something appropriate to the show. So they dig it out from the library of songs. They contact the artists, the managers, and say, you know, how much would you charge to get this song into the TV show? So that's another thing that very few people are doing right now in, in India which I think will be a very big thing in about five years from now. Okay. So that's it. All right. Thanks. I think that was a, a, a good summary, you know, in the sense that you covered uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening on the creative side, but also on the business side. So, you know, um, it's for the music business to work. There's someone who's focusing on distribution. There's someone who's focusing on sales and marketing. There's someone who's focusing on managing artists. And as you rightfully said, artist management is a field that's growing really rapidly. But, you know, coming back to you as as an artist, as a musician, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of um, young listeners, young viewers out there that are probably wondering, okay, if I really want to be successful as an independent artist, if I really want to make a career as an independent artist, as someone who has found uh, success, as someone who has made it, it's, you know, in, in your own right, what would you tell them and... Also, if you don't mind, could you also maybe cover, you know, is it viable or sustainable to, you know, just be an independent artist? What's your view there? Okay. Um, so let me start off by saying that, uh, you know, this, the, the entire scene these two days is, is very different from what we had, say, 10 and 15 years ago. The avenues that you had to make it as say, an independent musician or as a playback singer or whatever were different 15 years ago that we were discovered then than they are now. Right now, uh, everyone's turning to social media, Instagram, whatever. If someone, you know, if tomorrow you ask me about, like, you know, where can I find a singer in this genre? And then I say, okay, check out this person. I give you a name. You will first look them up on Instagram. You will run a search on YouTube and you will see what you find. So your online profile is really important these days. Uh, and I've found that a lot of uh, singers have broken through in that way. So they've created, you know, these, like, they make videos, of course. They also really engage an audience, um, you know, either doing that on Instagram, on YouTube, on, on both. Um, but that's really important. And I find, like, a lot of music directors first go to these channels and they see what your profile is like and how you sing and everything. And then they give you a call. Uh, so this is how, this is how ways are being discovered. Um, I think... Coming back to the basics, though, to be a musician or to be like an independent artist, firstly, you need to fine-tune the art. You need to learn 
your music. You need to actually love your music and you will love what you do. Um, that's the first thing I would say. Okay. Uh, the second is, remember that the, the independent scene has just kind of started exploding in the last few years. And original music is the main thing. You need to create original music and make sure that, uh, you know, that you stand out from the crowd. So how do you do that? You know? So if you find like five people singing a certain way, my advice is don't sing that, you know, because you'll be the sixth person and in the end of that, you know, uh, it's nice to, uh, emulate an artist, uh, to the point where you can, you know, do stuff exactly like them, but then move on, you know, find another artist to emulate really. And then, you know, put those influences together. Um, and hopefully you will be more than the sum of your influences. That's what I like to tell some of the younger folk who are getting into it. Um, but yes, stand out from the crowd. Don't try and sound like everyone else. That's very important. Um, other than that, uh, I understand that, you know, social media is a difficult thing. Like it's not for everyone, you know, uh, a lot of us, in fact, make music that is, you know, inward, it's more, uh, introspective. Like a lot of us are introverts. We don't like putting ourselves out there, but you know, there is a certain, there's a choice and there is a way to, you know, do it so you can overcome that, um, the shyness or the, you know, the, the, the way we want to, you want to stay pure. We don't want to, you know, get into this showy business, but the fact is it is part of your work. That's why you need to, you know, do it and you need to like, at least get used to it. So I'd say is do these things, uh, write good songs, um, Put them out there. There are ways to release music these days that we did not have 10 or 15 years ago. You know, right now, you create the song, uh, you record it, you get people involved, whatever, create the track. Then you go to a distributor. Yeah, you go to someone like uh, an OK List, and now you go to Philly, where you go to CD, which is an online option, for example. Sure. They all have it where you upload your track, you know, with an album on or something, and schedule it for release. And then it comes out on like, you know, on Spotify and Apple music and Ghana and week and everything like that, you know, um, release your first track release your first EP and learn the business. You know, uh, it's really important as a musician these days to understand what is the master recording. I'm not going to go into detail here, but you know, these are things you need to research. What is a master recording? Uh, what is publishing and copyright is a part of it's publishing. You know, how do these things work? What are your rights? I know, and what, like, for example, if a label approaches you, what is it that they want from you and what is it you should demand from them? It should never be, you know, that the label keeps speaking and only asks and, and they don't give. So you should understand what your rights are and what you should be looking out for. Very important things. Uh, the master, the publishing, very important. Every musician should understand these things. Uh, so educate yourself in the music business. So you don't get taken advantage of whenever there's a deal to be made, always involve a lawyer, a music lawyer, always, um, never just go blindly to a deal, you know? Um, so these are some basic things I would say, uh, you know, like every musician should know before and why they're getting into the music business. Uh, have I missed anything? I'm not sure. No, I think, uh, what you're saying is absolutely correct. I think the first step really is to, uh, focus on your craft, you know, find your unique voice. 
put your music out there and actually get some traction for that, right? Because I'm sure there are so many people who sing some well, some, you know, kind of decently who put their music out there, but they don't really get the fan following or they don't really get uh, that kind of listenership, you know, from the audience. So I think tracking, cracking that piece of the puzzle is, is of course, far more important. But once you've done that, I think going to the slightly more serious aspects of engaging with a music lawyer, understanding your rights, understanding how the music business works. So there are so many different rights, you know, earlier, uh, there were different rights for offline and digital. And I think in the digital spectrum also, there are so many different kinds of rights in terms of, uh, you know, licensing, you know, in terms of music. So as an artist, you should be aware of that, you know, streaming, uh, download, all of those business models you need to understand. And, and then accordingly, uh, you know, strike a deal with someone who's distributing or publishing you, right? So I think it's really important. Um, and, uh, you know, I know this is not so easy, but uh, suppose if I'm an artist trying to find my own unique voice, you know, uh, to create my own identity, to create my own distinct style, any pointers that you can give them, maybe just very quickly? Power. No, I mean, no, the unique style will come from you. Um, always know that, you know, like we, on offers, we tend to kind of like, I'll sit down with this t-shirt here, like this, uh, and I wear that little thing there, you know, but that's not enough. You know, you need to somehow step up a bit and, you know, like be a little more stylish. Get a stylist involved after. Get someone who can create a look for you. Okay. Get someone who can create, uh, you know, when they look at your page, there needs to be your Instagram page or YouTube profile. There needs to be a look and feel to it that is uniquely you. That always helps. Yeah. Some of us who are in the old school believe that, you know, you should close your eyes and listen to the music. And then unfortunately, it's not that way anymore. You know, the eyes are very much a part of uh, what people are perceiving these days. Uh, I mean, the, the visual is very much. Um, so, I mean, on a more practical note, that is one of the things um, I feel. Uh, uh, what, what, what exactly what is... What we so were saying, I was saying talking about finding your own style. And I think in some uh, way, you did answer that earlier when you said that, uh, you know, listen to good yeah. artists, emulate them, and then you'll yeah. hopefully be uh, greater than the sum of your influences. But yeah, so I, I journal, you know, there are people who are... Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, I feel is that... Uh, you know, we uh, I've seen too many young musicians these days who try and sing exactly like someone who, you know, or the musicians who are regarded as the top. Like, for example, um, I'm also in the playback scene, like in, in the playback scene. And I've heard so many young male singers, you know, and uh, like, and and then when when I hear a demo, for example, I'm, I hear a voice, and I have to ask the producer, I'm like, is that Arjit? Because it sounds so much like Arjit. Okay, Arjit. It's X Y Z. This this person. I'm I'm like, that's a new. I've never heard that person before. But they sound exactly, and or they try to sound exactly. And the, the problem is, Arjit still exists. Right, he's still singing. He's making music. Why would they pick someone who sounds like him? Unless um, they had a budget, you know, but. <laughs> Exactly. They call you a budget algae, which is not a great tag. To right. You know, uh, and you know want to be that person. So my my philosophy is this, like, you know, even when I was learning music, um, I learned a lot of plastically, but I learned by listening. So I learned a lot of, like I, was, I sang a lot of Brian Abbott, and I could almost sound like that, you know, and, but 
that was for a year. And then I went on and then I heard Sting and I wanted to sound like that. And I sang a lot of Sting. In fact, you remember this. We used to play this back the day. Sure, sure. I... Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, but then after after Sting, and that was a long period, uh, I went on, I, I studied G uh, Jeff Buckley. I like, I did, you know, I deep dove into his music. So uh, people hear all kinds of influences in my voice, but they will never see that sounds exactly like Steve. Well, he sounds exactly like Jeff Buckley. Sounds what? Yeah, you can hear different influences in every uh, in every singer's voice. Like everyone you know, you know, you look at the influences, you will hear traces of the influences. But even they don't, the big ones, the, the the notable singers are never never sound exactly like someone else. So that's what you should remember. I think that's bang on and rock solid. You know. And I think music itself is just so moving, you know. I mean, uh, I was also like, you know, as a preparation for this uh, episode, I was looking at some, you know, motivational quotes around music. And I was actually resonating so strongly with stuff that I was reading. Like, Beethoven said, music can change the world. Many years later, Bono takes up the same thing and expands it and says, music can change the world, you know, because music can change people, right? And um, I, I think there are so many uh, amazing things that, you know, people do with music. Uh, music is such an integral part of your life. And uh, I think to be an artist, I remember interacting with someone who said that, you know, painters can paint and dancers can dance. But when people who create music, I think that's a different kind of art form because you're creating something that touches another person's soul at a completely different level, you know, elevates it, elevates the entire experience. So, uh, you know, I, I think what you're doing with your music uh, and what all artists are doing, you know, are really trying to create something that makes an impact or it makes a difference in someone's life. So that's really amazing. Well, thank you. Thanks, Abit. Yeah. Thank you, Nikhil. It's been a great episode. Uh, you know, I, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. And I just one last request before we go. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of your voice and I would love to hear you sing maybe a line or two, if you can. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, uh, you know, the people up there would probably recognize this one song. In fact, the first uh, song I sang from a film of an iron, a film happened to be uh, Aisha and song was called Sham. So, well, yeah, here we go. It's like Sham hi koi jaisi haldi lehla jaisi bahri hai koi ankhi koi ansuni baat dheme dheme keh rahi hai kahi na kahi जागी हुई है कोई आरज़ू कहीं ना कहीं खोए हुए से Wow, that was awesome, awesome. Thanks, we really, really enjoyed that. Thanks once again, and um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, if you'd like to follow us, uh, you know, and catch more episodes like this, please follow the Zista podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google. And if you'd ever like to get in touch with Nikhil, uh, follow him on Nikhil Music on Instagram or Nikhil D'Souza on YouTube. So thanks once again, Nick. It's been great chatting with you. And thanks for making time for this. Thanks, Amit.